And welcome to Hayden Films Verge, episode number nine. Today we are in New York City visiting Manhattan Motor Cars, and today we are in the Bugatti Lounge. And I am your host, Hayden Credoff. And I am your co-host, Darren Barron Jr. So Darren, why are we in the Bugatti Lounge? Well, we're in the Bugatti Lounge this evening because we're going to be interviewing Tam St. Armand. She's the president and CEO of St. Armand Ventures. And we're going to be covering the St. Armand's Ar Armand Ventures event this evening. So we're looking forward to that opportunity. That's awesome. That's awesome. So before we get to that interview and the footage that we're going to be seeing later on, so stay tuned to the end of this video where you can see a sneak peek of that coverage. And if you're looking for a luxury vehicle like this Bugatti, right here make sure you check out Manhattan Motor Cars and you can check out their website up here on the left hand corner and if you're interested in seeing some of the other previous episodes of Hayden Films Verge you can also check out that card as well and now welcome Tam St. Armand thank you for joining our show today thank you it's such a pleasure to be here I really am excited about this yeah so today I know we're covering your event and this is the 17th year yeah. so tell us a little bit about what got us to the 17th year? What's the what's the reason for putting on these types of events? And is this the first time you've been working with the Manhattan Motor Cars? Well, it's not the first time I've been working with Manhattan Motor Cars. Um, I've been doing the St. Armand Ventures Experience event, which is a VIP networking event for 17 years. Mm -hmm. And many, many years ago, they were down the block. They weren't just here. And it was one of the first events I ever did. Ironically, I took Diane with me as a guest to my event, Diane Hendricks, who is the chef here today. She made a connection with them, and uh, so she's a part of this whole story as well. So I worked with them, and they weren't doing events there back then. They trusted me. They mm -hmm. really went out on a limb. They weren't certain if they wanted to do it. And when it was over, the salesmen and everybody who worked there they said that was the you know we, best experience we've had, so I'm happy to be back. Obviously, the company is thriving and it has grown. And look at what it is now. You know, it was just a small showroom back then, mm -hmm. and uh, they have a lot to be proud of. They've run an amazing organization, and I felt that this would be the perfect setting for my clientele. Sure, sure. So um, now, do you always do your events here in Manhattan, in New York area, or do they travel yeah. to other areas in the tri-state area? Yeah, so we, we've always done them in New York City. Uh, we've done smaller versions of them in pockets. Uh, we've been talking about maybe going out to L.A., mm -hmm. um, but yeah, so mainly in New York, in, and they're always in really interesting, creative cool jazzy it, you know they're totally different each time yeah everybody's always saying to me i can't wait to see where it's going to be next sure. now i know that's i know just from from talking to you in the beginning it's like a process it's like certain part elements of it are, are top secret so that's why right. do you keep it secret and and how 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 long does it stay secret before everyone knew about it today it stays secret because yeah. people um, respond to me mm -hmm. and they respect my wishes so sure. I'll, I'll say to them like in this instance I said it's gonna be on the west side in Manhattan so you can plan on that at yeah, least yeah. you know where you're headed but uh, we're not gonna tell you until we decide you know it's a surprise where it's gonna be it also eliminates people just showing up because yeah. we had that problem where people found out and they would just show up and they weren't invited and 
So I said, well, this is one way to protect that, but it also turned out it added a bunch of mystique to it, mm -hmm. and it's part of the whole process. Yeah, wow, yeah. excellent. Yeah. Excellent, yeah, and, and that's, a, that's um, very interesting. And, and so putting together the St. Armand Ventures Experience event, why is this important? Why is it important for you to put this that's event together? That's a great together? question, mm -hmm. very, very good question. Many, many years ago, I was in charge, I got a big job in New York City, and I was in charge of growing the firm. And I had amazing clients. This firm, you know, we had the top, top entertainers in the world, you name it. And people always wanted to, it, it was before the word networking was even networking, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And people would say, you know, can you put me in a lunch or a dinner with this client and that client? And before I knew it, I was matchmaking, but I also had a business to grow. Mm -hmm. So I thought, you know what I could do? In instead of, you know, once or twice a year, I can put all of these people in the same room together. They can meet and they're thrilled because they're meeting my clients. Mm -hmm. But what started to happen was it turns out for me, it was just a reunion, right? Because I'm inviting everybody. Yeah. So I'm not getting business from it, but they all are, right? So I said, how do I fix this? Okay, so I started saying, you know what? If you're a guest, you have to reach into your Rolodex, the very top people you know, not just major successful. They're good people. They're responsible. They respect community. They're doing amazing things with their lives, and they're helping others. And so... Essentially, I said, you have to bring someone with you who's, who's of that caliber, and people started doing that, and they brought their best, their very best, mm -hmm. to the table. So now I'm starting to meet new people, and I'm writing all of their business, because I also have, at the time I didn't own, but now I own my own insurance brokerage. So when you say, when you ask me why is that important, it's important because this event helps me to grow my business. Yeah. So when people look in and they see, this is like putting together a wedding. Yeah. It's, it's a lot, right? Mm -hmm. And I arrive cool, calm, and collective. I have everything running smoothly. They see this and they think, you know, Tam always says she protects people for a living because that's what I do with insurance. I protect people with some pretty hard stuff too, right? So they see that. And they think, you know what, maybe I should let her look at my insurance. And so I developed these relationships um, and people come back. It's gonna be like a reunion tonight because we all haven't seen each other in two years. Yeah. So tell us a little bit about your insurance um, coverage and, and, and what specific categories. Now I know that you know being in entertainment or high net worth, you have different needs. Can you tell our audience a little bit about those specific categories of insurance that you actually um, offer? You know, it's an interesting question, Hayden, because it's changing every day. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, business owners insurance program has to now include things it never did. Before it was like general liability and property and then some add-ons, right? Mm -hmm. Now you need terrorism insurance. If you're a library or a school, you need active shooter insurance, wow. right? You need cyber insurance or you are going to get hit with ransomware. You're gonna have so many problems if your business is online. Um, so now you need cyber. 
and, and you know, and then um, clients who have um, businesses overseas. Now there's political risk, and there's all these other different types of new coverages coming out. Um, and the kidnap and ransom has always been there. It's just much more now. Mm. Um, and also we're hearing about it more because we communicate differently than we used to, let's say, in the 70s. Now everything's instant. Yeah, right? so it's in, you're getting this information instantaneously. Instant, instantaneously, and yeah. on top of the technology, certain people are more um, at risk because their, their phones or devices or social oh. media are telling people where they are, what events they're in. It's, yeah. it's just um, amazing these times. Sure. And so we keep up with that in, in our insurance practice. Mm -hmm. And where can, where can we find out, um, where can our audience find out about your specific um, offerings of these products? At, at St. Armand Ventures and Hella Coets, you'll meet them later. Perfect. They're my partners. I filter all my business through them in terms of they um, help my clients once business is placed, their account executives, you know, and they help with that, placing coverages and what have you. Yeah, and we'll link that um, website, your okay. website, to the description below. Great. Um, but I'd like to get back to a little bit about the event itself yeah. tonight. Now, I know we have everyone coming together. What's usually the, the, the success stories or the takeaways oh. that you hear about specifically after the event? What type of phone calls do you get it's days so after? It's so funny, you were just, you're asking what type of phone calls I get. You know, today, my phone's ringing off the hook. People know I'm busy, but they can't help themselves. They are so excited that they're calling me all day. We can't wait to see you. <laughs> do you need anything? Mm -hmm. You know, all day, uh, everybody just gets into this great mood. And it's very seldom that you're going to be in a crowd of this caliber where everybody lets their guard down. Mm -hmm. You see that real person and who they are. Yeah. And you, you know, so there's so much excitement that's built around well, this. Well, it sounds like you've given, a, given everyone a really good environment like you talked about um, people coming and it's like a reunion yeah um, I was talking to Simon earlier and he said he was here 16 years that's, that's and this right. is his 16th year and this is your 17th year overall and, and he Simon, told me about the pants that yeah. um, he, um, he met him with he was wearing the pants from Australia <laughs> I'll never and that's forget. how he ran over to him to and, meet him tell us about tell that story you, did he tell you he, he didn't go, give me he, the full story he came into I was in a library and I had 40 of us in a circle all talking it was one of my first networking events mm -hmm. Um, and when Simon came in, he, he was introduced to me by Dan Pincus, who you'll meet, who'll be here tonight. Dan's a, do you know Dan? No. He's a great guy. But they, they walked into the library and Simon saw what I was doing and I had like the kings of industry there and I'm this young woman, like very audacious, right? And I'm holding circle and, and Simon pulls me aside. He goes, I don't know what you're doing here, but I'm going to be a part of this. I'm, I'm, you know, he's like, right away, he just nominates himself to be sure. part of the club. Yeah, and 16 um, years running now. And at 17 now. And, yes. and when you talk about um, the business that comes out of this, I mean, millions of dollars of transactions take place uh, between people who connect. A lot of these people are my clients. They're going to refer me, I'm sure, even more after this evening. You know, Simon hasn't, well, he has a lot of businesses. He's a walking genius. He mm -hmm. true, he's written 50 books. 
He plays music. He was a rock star in oh, Australia. Wow. Yeah. And his wife, Molly, was his groupie and married him. And well, he was telling me earlier about driving in Australia versus huh? driving here in the States. And he <laughs> said that, you know, if you don't drive with a, a helmet on with a bike, they'll pull you over and give you flat tires. And I oh. thought that was interesting. And he yeah. was also oh. saying how, um, you know, our driving versus their driving is a lot different here in the States. Everything's different yeah. than with Australia, um, so including, I know the, including the insurance. Quick, yeah, so I was, I was thinking about, as I was reading your, your story, you were nominated a couple of times oh, for, yeah. your, for the leadership of yeah. the entrepreneurship and I know there's a lot of women out there yeah. that are also going to be watching this could you share some really good advice to, for them about you know leadership and, mm. and really taking on more roles and responsibility yeah um, one is educate yourself when I got a big promotion I knew I was in over my head I, I was glad to get the promotion I went out and I bought six books. I kind of remember a few. How to Win Friends and Influence People, Dale Carnegie, The Articulate Executive, a couple of others so that I, I really wanted to educate myself on how to be the best person to lead the group. Um, also, trust your gut. Trust your gut. If you're sitting at a boardroom table and someone's telling you yes, but you know it's no or something, I, I would say trust your gut. Um, align yourself with like-minded women who aren't threatened by you, but appreciate everything you can bring uh, to this community and to, you know, to your communities. Um, and they understand whatever levels you're at, they understand what you're going through and you can help each other through it, you know? Um, so that, that's some of the advice that I have. So to follow up on that real quick, have you seen a change in just leadership dynamic or leadership growth or entrepreneurship growth between now versus you know the 70s, 80s? What's the trajectory look like in yeah. today's world, especially with this ultra competitive space we're in versus where we were um, maybe years ago? Nobody even knew what an entrepreneur was until the 80s. Um, I had I started seeing clients who had um, you know a middle-class home in a middle-class area then they call me up and say we're buying a couple of houses we're doing this we're doing that I mean it was just this explosion of wealth and mm -hmm. it was pretty amazing our fax was non-stop because our clients were traveling all through Europe and all over the world and they were faxing us copies of receipts of art they were buying and all, all you know, it was pretty amazing times. Um, and those times have calmed down a bit mm -hmm. now, <laughs> you know. I was in Barron's New York saying, you know, the broker to all of these people who were doing this, you know. Um, seeing Wall Street go through its ups and downs, yeah. I mean, I've, I've seen, there's been a lot of changes and there's going to continue to be a lot of changes, sure. you know. Yeah. Um, with that said, I know you do a lot of, um, and I know you were talking about it, Darren. You want to talk about the, the climbing, the mountains? Oh. Yeah. Yes, yes. So I'm, I'm, I love hiking, and I love doing <laughs> photography on mountains. I, went, I actually went to Ireland for a couple of weeks. I went to the Great Greater Causeway, oh. and it was such an awesome experience. And I was reading how you were at the Himalayas, and I just wanted to kind of just see, you know, what was that like for you, just being yeah. out in nature oh. and just enjoying everything, everything around you? Yeah. Yeah. I, I, highly recommend that to everyone and anyone people who hate hiking they should just try it because 
it really does change things. So I went to Africa and I climbed Mount Kilimanjaro wow. and that was a life-changing experience wow. by far. Um, the people there, I have, I have climb team, there was 10 of us, we're still to this day really, really close. Uh, then I went to India, to the Himalayas. I went there on business and then made it a personal pilgrimage with some other people from my climb who went up the mountain with me, Kilimanjaro, came and led me on the trip in India. And you and I will just have to sit and have a beer one day and I'll yeah. tell you about that experience in depth. It, it, it was magical, it really was. Um, now I want to do the Camino which is 500 miles through the um, Pyrenees Mountain of Spain. It's 30 days. 30 days? Wow. 30 yeah. days. Wow. Yeah. yeah. And I'll work from the trail. I'll have my cell phone and I'll make things happen. Sure. And uh, it's quite a pilgrimage. And um, that's going to be next. So I'm starting to get ready for starting that. Starting to get, get ready for that. Get in, getting yeah. back into shape, Good. as Bart will tell you, uh -huh. my son. He's there. Making sure I do. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Son always, As, always, always, son's always, always looks out for his mom. Exactly. Yeah. You know, yeah. my son and daughter-in-law. You'll meet them tonight. Christina, yeah. yeah. Oh, she's, they're awesome. She's yeah. She's incredible. Yeah. yeah. You'll probably interview them here. Yeah, right? we will. We were at we were at their New Jersey pageant. Yes, we were Christina just there was giving, oh, transferring the crown. That's the, the only one I missed. Yeah, yeah. That was, it was, it was, was really it nice. It was very, it nice. Was really nice. very nice. Yeah, yeah. yeah. it was the only so, one I missed. So let me just get, circle back to the event tonight. And, yeah. I, and if you can, yeah. I know um, you honor uh, people at the event. I do. Are you able to let our audience get a sneak peek on who you're honoring tonight? Or at least walk us through the process of nominating who you nominate each year? Well, yeah, I'm happy to share who it is too. Yes. So Edmo Daver of Rockefeller Capital nominated Barry Habib. Barry is uh, an entrepreneur, an extremely successful businessman. He has uh, expertise in the mortgage industry. He's um, media. He's on TV all the time. You know all those uh, CNN and. Um, he's just an incredible person, and Ed, who's, Ed is one of the most accomplished people I've ever met. Uh, his story is incredible. He's, he's not just highly successful, he's a, a wonderful client to have. I'm so appreciative. So, you know, the nomination coming from him, you know, I'm sure Barry feels just that in itself is quite, quite an honor. And then uh, Lisa Canty Marks. She is uh, an entrepreneur. She's um, a data specialist. She's the president and CEO of her company. And she also just won an award of one of the top entrepreneurs in New Jersey, top 25 women entrepreneurs. Um, and I nominated her because she's my client. And I see firsthand, I see her dedication to her company, her drive, her work ethic. Her brilliance and everything that she brings to her team. Um, her team, you know, she's a woman leading a lot of pretty serious, powerful men. Sure. And all they do is tell me how amazing she is. And I, I'm just so proud of her that she's out doing what she's doing. And I'm delighted that she's going to be honored tonight. That's awesome. I mean, data science is really important now in the 21st century. So it's really cool to see that nomination that you've made for sure. Yeah. Um, 
So what's next after after tonight? I mean, what's our what's the next um, project you're working on? What's the next journey? So um, the next journey? thing is I'm going to go to the beach tomorrow because <laughs> I missed it all summer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to have a nice beach day for the, for the first With the family and everything. While, That's right? awesome. Um, you know, uh, we are doing a campaign uh, for our clients nationally on the cyber because mm-hmm. that, that that has to be a part no, of it. Cyber security specifically? Yeah, yeah. yeah, that has to be a part of their plan. Yeah. So we're focusing on certain lines of business right now. Um, flood insurance. Yeah. Mother Nature, Mother Nature is has just stalking. completely let loose and said, this is not going to change. So mm-hmm. we're doing a campaign on flood insurance, as basic as that sounds, it's a big deal. And so we're working on that to make sure our clients are covered or at least know their options that, you know, that they have options. You know, I'm just curious from just a person who we were just dealing with floods just in Pennsylvania a couple of weeks ago with our Hurricane Ida. Yeah. Um, Now, is every policy able to have a a flood insurance rider added to it or is that because of the flood zones, they'll mark them? Uh, it's separate. It's you, separate. You homeowners does not cover flood. Okay. Um, some homeowners will cover the backup of sewers and drains as a result of the storms, etc. But in, in almost all cases, you have to have a separate flood policy. Mm. So that's a separate, independent policy altogether. And then there's the national flood insurance program, and then there's the private market, okay. where other companies like Hartford they offer flood insurance, and then Chubb which is a very high-end product for clients like who would be here today. And they offer flood, and then they add different bells and whistles in that the other policies don't have. They sure. kind of go the extra mile. So we're going to the beach, and uh, we're yeah. going to relax. Yeah. And um, what's um, 2022 going to look like? I mean, do you have anything that you can give us a sneak peek? Anything that's cooking right now? Um, I'm working on some interesting stuff, but mum's the word. Mum's the word. I do have uh, some really interesting company ideas that okay. I floated by what I would call my own personal board of directors. Sure. Those people who you turn to, who yeah. tells you like it is. I've shown them this business model for something that is related to my insurance. Mm-hmm. And I've said to them, what do you think? And two of the women said, we want to be a part of whatever you're doing. Yeah. And these are brilliant women who I respect and admire. Exactly. And the fact that that was their feedback to me meant a lot to me and got me even more excited. So we'll see. Wonderful. And you know, I do a lot of business with Bart and Chris. Yes, right yes, here. for sure. I mean, we've seen you at a couple of events <laughs> yes. and we look forward to seeing you on the road in 2022. Thank you. Um, so Tam, Thanks. it's been a pleasure having you. Yeah. I know it's a big event for you tonight. So we're going to be helping you out. We're going to be um, rolling around with our cameras and everything. So we'll be careful sure. of the cars. I will be careful with yeah. the cars I don't want to well. get an $8 million car bill. Yeah, exactly. No, you'll get no. the bill. Hopefully not. We'll, we'll make yeah, sure no, that we'll, doesn't happen. We'll, yeah. So. <laughs> Again, thank you very much for um, um, visiting us today on thank our you. podcast. Thanks. And and that and you're going to see us on the road again real soon with Hayden Films Verge. Until then, continue making a difference.